Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Culips. You are listening to Simplified Speech, the series where we have completely natural English conversations. We slow down our speaking speed just a touch, just a little bit. And we hope that by listening to this series, you can improve your English listening skills and become a fluent English listener, which will then help you become a fluent English speaker. Today, I am joined by my co host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. And everyone, there is a study guide available for this episode for all Culips members. And if you'd like to follow along and use the study guide while you listen to us here today, you can do that by downloading it from culips.com. C U L I P S.com. All right. Cassie, you mentioned earlier to me that. It's the first day of your summer vacation. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. It's amazing, really. <laughs> I think all teachers look forward to summer vacation, right? Yeah, I think we look forward to it more than the students do. <laughs> It's entirely possible. Entirely possible. But today, Cassie, we're not going to talk about summer vacation. We are going to talk about food delivery. Wow. What a delicious topic. Yeah, I love food. <laughs> <laughs> so, specifically, we are going to talk about food delivery apps. And, you know, these days they're super common all around the world. Different companies have different food delivery apps. You can use an app on your phone to get food delivered to really. Wherever you are, you could order it to your house, to your office. I've even heard about people ordering food to the park so they can have a picnic.、Mm. <laughs> so, Cassie, I was thinking we could start by just going through some of the big food delivery apps that are, you know, the big players in the game. in In Canada and in the USA. What are some of the popular apps these days in the US? Yeah, I think the two most popular ones that I've heard of are Uber Eats, which is kind of like a subcategory of the Uber driving company,、mm -hmm. taxi company, and then Grubhub as well. <laughs> I like that name, Grubhub. <laughs> yeah. Grub meaning another name for food, kind of a slang word. A lot of times we'll say, want to grab some grub? Want to、mm -hmm. grab some grub? Do you want to eat some food? But I have the feeling that grub is usually kind of greasy, fast food. Yeah, you wouldn't like vegetables and fruit don't come to mind when you think grub. <laughs> right. But the name is kind of funny, Grubhub, just meaning a place. Where you can order many different types of food. And in my country, in Canada, the most popular app, or at least among my friends, is called Skip the Dishes. Skip the Dishes. 
This is a great name because one of my least favorite things about cooking is cleaning the dishes afterwards. <laughs> right. So they are highlighting the convenience of delivery food with the title of this app, emphasizing that if you order food through them, then you won't have to do the dishes afterwards. You can skip doing that annoying chore. It's a great advertisement, honestly. <laughs> okay, Cassie, so why don't we talk about our personal lives, our personal food ordering lives? <laughs> okay. Do you order delivery food often? Is this a service that you utilize frequently? Um, honestly, no. I'm a little bit thrifty. And honestly, I think delivery food is kind of a... Not waste of money, but um, it can really hurt your budget sometimes, depending on how much you order. Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, that's a really interesting word you just used there, Cassie. Thrifty. You said you're a little bit thrifty. What does that mean exactly? Thrifty means that you save money and you only spend money when necessary. It's similar to stingy, but it's the good version of stingy. Right, right. So stingy means that you really hate spending money and you do everything you can to save money, even when it means being rude in a social situation. Like maybe when you go out to eat with your friend, you never pay the bill. You're, you always let your friend pay the bill. This is stingy, right? Yeah, but thrifty people, they are more than happy to be generous on occasion. But when they're buying things for themselves, they, they tend to save their money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just more careful with their money and more conservative with their spending. And I would say that I can be very thrifty as well from time to time. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I completely skip ordering food because I am also lazy from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what's your favorite delivery food to order? Uh, it would have to be pizza, I think. Mm. Yeah, pizza, especially... You know, Cassie, I'm a runner and I like to go running. And one of my guilty pleasures after a long run or after a long race, when I'm just really tired and I can't be bothered to cook, is to order a pizza. And I always use a delivery app to do that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, actually, when I was growing up, our family had a Friday night pizza night where we would order pizza and watch a movie together. Sounds kind of like that. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I remember my family too. Maybe this is why I still do it, is that whenever we would order out, we would always get pizza. That was the go-to. The common order was always pizza. Mm -hmm. However, my dad was also thrifty. Maybe you could even say stingy. Sorry, dad. <laughs> so we wouldn't get it delivered because he didn't like paying tips. So we would pick it up. We would go drive our car uh, to the pizza shop and just pick up the pizza and then bring it back to our house to eat it. 
Yeah, I guess that's a common culture in America and Canada, right? Tipping,、mm. even for delivery food. You know, there's no law about it. It's not required, but it's such a strong social tradition to tip that if a driver comes to your house and gives you the pizza, and all you do is pay the pizza price, but you don't give the driver a tip, then the driver will think that you are a huge jerk and maybe will even blacklist you <laughs> and will not come back to your house again. <laughs> yeah, that was a good word you used blacklist.、Mm-hmm. Blacklist someone or something means to ban them. Ban them. So、uh, if you didn't tip, then the restaurant might say, oh, this is a bad customer. We're not going to serve them again. They are banned from ordering at our restaurant. I wonder how long a restaurant's blacklist is. That would be an interesting thing to find out. <laughs> I'm sure some restaurants do have a blacklist. I don't think I'm just making this up. I think it is a real thing, probably. <laughs> What about your friends? Your circle、mm-hmm. of friends? I know some of my friends order food like every day. They hate cooking, they don't know how to cook. Uh, maybe they don't like going to restaurants and it's just really convenient to eat at home. And you know, now we can order from almost any restaurant with these apps. Like, like we were saying back when we were kids, it,、mm-hmm. it was really only pizza restaurants did delivery, Chinese food restaurants. I was going to say Chinese food. Yeah. But other than that, those were your only options. But now, fast food. Uh, sushi, everything you can think of, you can get delivered.、Mm-hmm. So I have friends that always order food every day, which I can't believe, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> do you have friends like this too?、Uh, of course, I definitely do. And actually, part of my family, my aunt's family, they all hate cooking. So they actually have a board game spinner. Wow.、Uh, that has, you know, like a pie chart, and different sections have different takeout options <laughs>、uh, pizza, fried chicken, Chinese food, Indian food, and then they'll spin it, and wherever the spinner lands is what they order for dinner. <laughs> I like that idea. It, it sounds delicious. Don't get me wrong. I wish I could order delivery food and eat restaurant food every day. I think. It's just the thriftiness in me that prevents me from doing it. Other new things that are popping up, not just delivery services, there's also these things called meal services. Andrew, can you explain meal services a little bit? Sure. So, if our listeners listen to other English podcasts, Then maybe they have heard ads for a company called Blue Apron because this company really advertises a lot on podcasts and I hear their ads all the time. I've never actually tried their service myself, but what they do is they send you a meal kit. If you become one of their customers and you subscribe to their program, they send you a meal kit. And a meal kit is like All of the ingredients that you need to cook a certain dish. So let's say the dish is spaghetti and meatballs, for example. They will send you the pasta, 
the spaghetti sauce, the meat, and the vegetables that you need to make this dish, along with the recipe. And everything is measured out into the exact perfect quantities that you need. So it's really easy just to toss it together and then eat the meal. And I think they, you know, they market towards professionals, busy people that want to have healthier food than restaurant food. You know, restaurants try to make the food as delicious as possible. And sometimes this means putting in extra oil or extra salt, <laughs> which is delicious, but not as good for our bodies. So I think Blue Apron is trying to offer healthier meals, but still having a really high convenience factor. Yeah, I've actually, I have not used Blue Apron, but I have used a meal service before. Mm. How did that go? It was really convenient and it was really affordable because the meals are actually quite big. Like you pay for one meal, but I could use it for almost two, sometimes three meals because it had such a large amount of food. And it allowed me to cook food that I probably wouldn't have tried cooking on my own because of the strange ingredients. Like one of them had Himalayan salt. I've never bought Himalayan salt in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point, especially for people who live alone, right? Both of us, mm -hmm. we are living by ourselves. And so cooking is not as easy for single people because, yeah, if you wanted to make an Indian curry or chili or some, some dish where you needed lots of different ingredients, it's inconvenient. It costs a lot of money to buy all the different things that you need for the dish. And then you end up with such a big portion that often you can't eat it before it expires, before it goes bad. Yeah, exactly. And I really like this kind of service because um, when I was a kid in the past, they had these awful TV dinner frozen type meals for single people. Yeah. Hungry Man. I remember one brand was called Hungry Man. That's right. Yeah. This is kind of a step up from that, right? An upgrade to frozen meals. Now you have a more fresh meal that is still convenient and for uh, single use. So I think that's one of the things that's appealing about a meal service like this. They are a little expensive though, which again uh, is unappealing to me. <laughs> when you look at the price per meal, it's pretty expensive. I think still, if you are trying to eat healthy and on the cheap, then the best way to do that is just to cook at home for yourself. Mm -hmm. Cassie, we'll wrap it up here, but the last comment I want to make is that these days I've been seeing a lot of food delivery scooter drivers. They're not drivers like in a car or a motorcycle or a motor scooter. They're on these electric scooters or electric bicycles. They're taking up my bike lane <laughs> in the park, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, the comment that I wanted to make is that I think this could be potentially a really fun part-time job. Now, maybe the students don't think so, but when I see them, 
I get a little hint of jealousy. Like I think looks like fun. You get to ride this electric scooter around and just drop off food and pick up orders. And I don't know if I ever find myself with some extra free time, maybe I'll deliver one day a week or one night a week as a way to keep busy and make a little bit of extra pocket money. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we mentioned Uber Eats earlier. One of my friends actually does that. If she has a little bit of free time in the evening, she'll log on to the app, pick up some food from a restaurant and make some deliveries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you have just a couple of hours to kill, right? Uh, especially if you live in an area with lots of restaurants and lots of people around, then I've heard that it, it can potentially be quite lucrative. Lucrative meaning that you can make quite a bit of money doing it. But I think there's so many factors that it depends on. Depends on how many people are ordering, how fast you can order, how quick you are at accepting the order before other mm. drivers. So many factors. And just about how hard you're willing to work too. But it's a good idea for a nice side hustle if you have the time. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think we'll leave it here for today. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'd like to know your experience. Do you use food delivery apps? Do you order food through apps once in a while, like me? Or very rarely, like Cassie? Or are you like our friends who order food nearly every day? Send us a message and let us know. Our email address is contact at culips.com. We're also all over the place on social media. So if you search for the Culips English podcast on your favorite social media service, you can find us, follow us, and stay up to date with all of the latest Culips news. And if you like Culips, please support us. You can do that by leaving a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever service you use. And of course, you can always support us by becoming a Culips member. That is it for us for now. We'll be back soon with another brand new Culips episode and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. See ya.